up, Boston baddies? Welcome back to another episode of Drinks After Work, coming at you live from the TD Garden. I'm Shannon. And I'm Gail. I always like how we say coming at you live, but we are, in fact, not live. We're not live. My, when we posted on our Instagram and we were like, live from the TD Garden, my mom texted me and she was like, oh my gosh, like it's live. Like, where oh. can I find it? Like, is it a radio show? And I was like, oh. I could see how that could be confusing. I meant live, like, like SNL. active. Oh. Well, yeah. yeah. Live, like it's it is live. It's not alive. <laughs> I hope not. I, I don't know. <laughs> well, we are alive. We are alive more than ever. We are. We're hanging on, barely breathing. No, I feel great in here. We have our headphones <laughs> back, guys. I'm not kidding. Oh. Last week we didn't have our headphones. The second we started recording, I was like shaking. I was so nervous. I was like, I feel like it's day one. I've never felt like that. Like I, I truly, don't, I didn't like it. I try not to be super dramatic when we're in here like i'm pretty i'm dramatic harder. i'm dramatic <laughs> okay but compared to you i think oh, I'm, I'm very dramatic i think i'm decent like I, i'm the least the less dramatic HM? that's co-host. high maintenance for those of yes. you at home <laughs> yes so i try my best but when i walked in here last week in gorgeous studio amazing very thankful obviously and i didn't see headsets i was like what are we gonna do and you and Peter were like, no, no, like, just try it. Like, it'll be fine. And I'm like, I don't think you understand. It's like, a, you know what it is? It's like a comfort blanket. It is. It's like my like, hair. I feel like when we're underneath these headphones, like, no one can hear us. We're in our own little world. And I honestly think we we always say that during these episodes, feels like we're just, like, talking to each other and, like, hanging out. And it's, like, girls' night. I feel like it's because we're in these headphones together and, like, no one else is in here with us. Which is funny. No one is in here. Even if we didn't have the headphones on, <laughs> There truly is no one else in here anyways, but it's just, it's different. I know. It's different. But if you listened to last week and you thought it was a little awk, Ako Taco, that's, that's why. why. Those days are behind us. We're mature now. We've moved on. We've grown up. We've grown up. How are we? Um, We're good. Happy freaking Halloween. Oh, hello. happy Halloween. Can you believe it's basically November? No. Like it's this Wednesday, November. I feel like... I don't, this might be normal. I'm sure I say this every year. Like if you found an episode of ours from last year, I'm sure I said the same shit. But I feel like October <laughs> went by way too fast. September and October were one month t- combined. Yes. Like that's girl 30 math. days. Girl math. Speaking of girl math, I'm, not, I'm never related to anything more. Than girl math? I feel like for so many years, I've had these thoughts in my head where like if I make a return, I'm like, oh, I made money. Oh, Yeah. Like money doesn't count if it's like your Cash. Starbucks reloads it. Like that's free money. It's a free coffee. Starbucks reloaded it. I didn't. Yeah, like I didn't <laughs> reload that. It's not connected to anything. Like if someone pays for dinner and or if I pay for dinner and people Venmo me after, like I made money. Yes. I've thought this way for so many years, but I think I was almost embarrassed and thought that I was alone in that. So I never said it out loud. And then when I've, I've seen these girls come forward on TikTok, like expressing their thoughts and I'm like wait a second like it's not just me and now I feel really really validated that it's not just me yeah TikTok has proven that we have all never had an original experience wait yes like actually and I honestly think that sometimes it's really sad because it's like oh you're not that special (laughs) like truly you're not like (laughs) there's nothing original about you but then I also get some comfort in that because I think at least in my mind, I was talking to a girl last week and she was talking about some of like the struggles that she faces. And I was like, do you know that everything you just said is how I like have felt before? And I was telling her stuff like I've felt and she was like, oh my God, I thought I was alone in that. I do think there's something 
special about like having things in common with people because sometimes my brain likes to tell me that like I'm all alone in this. They're like, it's like my brain's like, Shannon, you are like, you're messed up. No one's as bad as you. You're toxic. It can't get any worse. And then when I realize that other people feel this way, like it's not like I'm not happy that other people feel this way, but I'm like, okay, it's not just me. Like I'm not alone in this. Like this is part of being a human and it's like, we'll figure it out ultimately. Other people have been here too. Exactly. Exactly. Exactamundo. How are you? Like as a person. Just like your vibe, your mood. My vibe. I feel like kind of like twirly, fun. Like, I don't know. Okay, are we approaching an age where it's weird to dress up for Halloween? Like, I can't stop thinking about this. Um... So I'm not like a big Halloween girl. So I feel like. Yeah, that's but, true. You did refuse to dress up with me in New York last year. Uh, yeah, but I will say Which I hurt. think. I'm sorry. It's okay. Are you holding a grudge? I've thought of like I've, I've held it against you for a year and I'm ready to. I'm come ready clean. to come clean. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, it was fun. Um, I, I think Halloween is fun. I, I mean, I know by the time this episode goes live, we will have already been to a Halloween slash housewarming party yes so are you dressing up? yes do you want to share with the class i was gonna go as cinderella but then i was like wait that's way too hardcore because i feel like other people aren't dressing up at this party and i was like i don't want to be the person walking in with like a blue sparkly dress like that's a bit much so anyways my sister is okay it worked out perfectly because she's going to new york city she is going to like a halloween a costume party and her outfit from Princess Polly didn't come in on time. And I was like, wait, if you want to be a princess, take my dress. Oh, that's so nice of I you. Don't be, I, I, I might like, I don't know, just do something simple. You know, like those costumes where. Like a cat. Like, well, maybe. But like, for example, like two years ago, I went as like Blair Waldorf. And it's like I wore like a preppy outfit, which like it's a costume. But it's not like I could paint my face or something. Like maybe right. I'll do something like that. So it's low key, but I'm still dressing up. How about you? No, I'm. I'm You're not. No. No, I but to answer your question, I don't think there comes an age where you're too old. Like, I'm definitely going to be that mom that like puts the whole family in like a matching costume, like mom, dad, kids. Like we are the Brady Bunch. Like, I I don't know what it is, but like definitely, definitely going to dress up when I'm older. I like that. Yeah. I always just wonder, though, because I feel like you're get out of college and like obviously go hard in college. I was planning out my Halloween outfit from, I don't know, like the, the first week of school. And I was, like, making my outfits from scratch. Didn't have any money. So I was, like, I'm going to glue some shit together. Like, I'm going to make it work. And I was the, you know, 345th, like, Harley Quinn, like, at the party. (laughs) And I owned it. And you graduate. You still are in that mindset. Like, you're, like, all right, I'm going to be Khaleesi this year. I've got it. And then the older I've gotten now, I'm, like, is it weird to be 28 and being, like, I'm excited to dress up? No. I think it's a fun day. I think – I'll, I'll say, like, in college, there was one in one costume only that I personally handcrafted myself, like, with a with a glue gun, pom-pom balls, <laughs> making a gumball outfit. Oh, you can see it on way. my Instagram. Wait, I remember you were a Skittle. No, I was a gumball machine. Oh, yes. I was a gumball machine. I remember creeping on your instance. And like, I... You, you looked cute. Oh, thank you. I will literally always remember that costume. Like, I, it will go down in history as the only costume Abby Cerisi put effort in yeah and I remember it thank thank you I didn't even know you and I still remember people were talking about it oh my god I know (laughs) no it is small my small college in my small state it is fun though I I think that I'm a 
I am like a Halloween housework, house party person versus the Halloween like bar person. Like I'm happy that, that we're, we're going, going to, to a, yeah, I'm happy that yeah. we're going to Ashley and Austin's because it's like, it'll be all of our friends. Like we're at their house. It's gonna be like the best time. I've, I've ripped like a bar, like, like last year in New York. That's true. New York, but we were traveling. It wasn't That's like we true. were just doing the, um, you know, the Boston Halloween bar crawl or something. Like, I think that can be fun too, but I don't know. There's something like comforting about being Been there, friends. done that. Or like the club, like the time that we went to Steve Aoki, but we went to the early show. So we went to a 7 p.m. Was that Halloween? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I took my wig off and like threw it. I was Cruella DeVille. We did our own bar crawl that day. We created our own bar crawl. Honestly, and we went to Steve Aoki at 7 why p.m. Money? Why pay money to do a bar crawl when you can just create your own? Yeah. We were inspired by New, New Girl, the bar crawl episode. The oh. crawl is truly for all. How are you? Um, I'm good. My childhood dog died yesterday, so that was oh, pretty sad. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Wait, that's really sad. He was you like, didn't tell me. Yeah, I mean, he very much became like my mom's dog, but like okay. I definitely, you know, like you know, Louis was like 14, oh, so that's sad vibes. But other that than that, I'm I'm doing pretty good. My symbiotica, okay, I'm definitely not Sim, symbiotica. Symbiotica came in the mail. Yes, saw that. I. I'm ready to give that shit out for free. Wait, what? <laughs> Shannon, it is... Okay, I only tried two out of five products, and both of them I was, like, gagging on. Wait, I'm so confused. They're disgusting. Wait, what? Aren't they just, like, pills? No. Okay, so the I got the vitamin C. The only two that I tried so far was the vitamin C and the magnesium. Okay. The vitamin C is, like, a... It's supposed to, I think it's like citrus vanilla or something. I like, saw the description. It was like, it was like vanilla like, infused, like pear or like something. It honestly is, I feel like it's supposed to taste like an orange creamsicle, but it is so like artificial and just gross. I was like, oh, this is gross. Like, and it's just supposed to be regular vitamin C, like nothing fancy about it. Just vitamin C. Like why is I it so no expensive? Idea. That's a great question. I'm sure there's like, I don't know, zinc, vitamin D. I have no idea. Okay. But then I tried the magnesium before bed last night and I was like, oh no. Like I got to get rid of this. Like I can't end my day taking this nasty garbage. Well, the thing that's confusing is I get that there's obviously different like thresholds of quality to vitamins like i'm not naive yeah. to that but you can get both magnesium and vitamin c and like at any given form. at any given walgreens in like a pill form where it's not a crazy experience and for way less of the price so i'm just confused like what's the hype about I, this company well i it must just be have, really clean in ingredients i guess maybe like, i have heard though that with like pills specifically your body and I don't know if this is true, so please don't come with me and do your own research. But only like 20% or some crazy percentage actually gets absorbed into your body. Really? Yeah, like the other percentage just doesn't survive. That's kind of sketchy. So I'm it's like, like rethinking everything. So should I be like doubling up? I don't know. Even though it, the, it, it exceeds the daily maximum? I don't know. But I don't know. I'm going to try the magnesium again tonight and see. But it's it's really gross. I Honestly, next week, or whenever I see you this weekend, I'm going to bring you one. Bring me one. I want to Because I want you to try it and I want you to validate me. Like, you want to feel validated. Yeah. Would Mystery Man validate you? You're like, mm -hmm. no. <laughs> no. I don't think he would do Men it. Men also, I, I feel like just it. wouldn't, like him saying it doesn't taste good. It's like, it doesn't no hit offense the same. to men, but like, I don't <laughs> think Michael's ever tried like a, 
Like he he probably won't like it. Yeah, even exactly. It, yeah. Or he'll be like, I don't know, grow up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I, I get that. Well, that is interesting. I know we had a, like, a lot of people replying off like our Instagram story, yeah. like, wondering about it. So that is an honest review from a non... Non-paid promo. Non-paid promo. But Symbiotica, if you want to sponsor... <laughs> Honestly, though, I'm going to stick it out as long as I can because I do. it does take like weeks and even months to right. see the benefits. So we'll circle okay. back at a later Good to date. Know. I did read I know you like okay so the whole like oh only 20% absorbs that is an interesting stat I think the whole vitamin um market is very intimidating because mm-hmm. everyone says something a little different it's almost like what's the perfect diet you know what I mean and you know should you eat all the time should you do intermittent fast like what should you do I think there's so much out there that's intimidating and scary and you don't really know what to do like some people swear by like ritual vitamins other people are like you really shouldn't be taking, you know, too much vitamin C. It could be really bad for you or you shouldn't get it from, like, you know, this brand. And, like, I have no idea. Like, I bought um, supplements from Whole Foods thinking I was doing the right thing. And people were like, yeah, well, now that's owned by Mars. And this is owned by, like, Amazon. So you can't trust. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, I feel like no matter what you do, you're wrong. So what I am trying to get to the place of myself personally is the best diet is the one you can stick to. The best vitamin regime is the one that you enjoy that you can stick to. The best workout routine is the one that you can stick to because I feel like I've spent the past like three years sometimes unhealthily obsessing over like, okay, so like if I do this workout and I lift three times a week and then I run twice a week and I sprint and I wake up and I do crunches at three in the morning, like I'm gonna look exactly the way I want to. I'm I'm finally gonna have abs. And if I like, you know, intermittent fast but then also eat 15 times a day, like blah, blah, blah. And then if I eat these certain vitamins, it's like, I will stress myself out so much. And then like you'll go on TikTok the next day and like read that everything you just did actually is wrong. So I feel like it's it becomes very like sick, um, secular and like people get overwhelmed and frustrated. And I feel so bad, like especially for women who like go through these things where they're like, I'm constantly trying out new things. Nothing's ever working. Like, what do I do? And someone gave me this advice years ago and I just never really followed it. But it's true. Like the best anything that you can do. It's like the one that you can stick to long-term. Like I enjoy doing Pilates. So I don't know, maybe a HIIT workout is better for weight loss. Maybe lifting is better for muscle building. Like I genuinely enjoy going to my Pilates classes. Like it's relaxing. It gets my day set up. Like I'm going to do that. You know what I mean? Like I feel like getting to that point is important because you're right. Like you don't want to be gagging on this like Mm -mm. vitamin every night, like miserable, like hating like your night routine or like me sticking to a diet that I don't enjoy and like eating shit that like doesn't make me happy. Like why do that to ourselves? That's very nicely said. I think the also the best thing you could do is actually consult your doctor because if you're listening to TikTok doctors, like (laughs) I do think there is like validity in everything kind of. Like I do think like the the two different opinions that you might be hearing, I think they're both a like true to a degree, but for your situation, the only way you're going to know what's good for you. Like, yeah, you, you, you can take too much vitamin C, but like, are you vitamin C deficient? Like there are certain supplements that might interact with too much vitamin C. Like, so honestly, like it was pretty stupid of me to just go in blind taking like $300 worth of supplements, but we all get like that though. We're we're gonna we're just gonna see what happens. But it's like you you get one thing and all of a sudden it's like well you really should get this too and then before you know it you're know. you're in too deep. But that that is good to know. Yeah. But okay, we did see each other this weekend. Yes. We twice. saw each other twice. How yeah. lucky are we? Lucky. 
such lucky ducks lucky to have you we lucky to know you oh my god <laughs> don't cast me up like that <laughs> did you i texted you this morning and i was just like i love you i know i was like um did you feel uncomfortable hello? by yes. that you did okay i thought you did <laughs> i was walking to work and i just like thought of you and i was like i'm gonna tell her that i love her i texted you and I could just feel like the awkward. You were like, eh, see you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I said it back. No, you did. You're I like, said, Let me see you tonight. Like, yeah, yeah. I just, I just, I knew I could get, I got the vibe. But oh we saw God. each other twice this weekend. Yeah, we saw each other Friday night at Moxie's with our favorite Boston baddie who doesn't live in Boston. Yes. She lives in Indianapolis and her name is Cassidy. She was awesome. We had so much fun. She came all the way to Boston to explore Boston and get a drink with us and it was a lovely time it was so fun I loved that yeah she was a sweetheart and it's just really cool like I feel like I mean I'm thankful for this podcast in so many ways and obviously I get to do it with you but I think ultimately like getting to meet people through the podcast like seeing people that meet each other because of the podcast like that genuinely like fills my heart so much like I even think about our friend Gabrielle, like we are literally friends with her because, because of the of podcast. podcast. Like she came to our event and it's like now she's one of our closest friends and we like go on trips with her. Like I just think that's so crazy. We never would have met her. She lives in a different part of the country if it wasn't for this. And I just, I can't wrap my head around that sometimes. But I know. Yeah, Cassie, thank you so much for flying out here. Thank you for meeting us. So much fun. It was, You're a baddie. <laughs> yeah, honorary Boston baddie. Yes. It, it's just a reminder, literally, we've said it on this podcast before, like, We've had people come up to us. It's it's not that many people, but it's happened. And we just give people so much respect that do. And I cannot stop kicking myself. Oh, we, my gosh. <laughs> we ran into Maggie McDonald, who we had on our podcast. Literally right after we were finishing up drinks with Cassidy. Like, we were at Moxie's. Yeah. And she was with her friends, Graydon and Hallie. I'm sure you guys know. And literally, like, I don't know what got into me. I didn't notice this because I was talking to Maggie while you were talking to them. Yeah. And you like, were, like, left to your own devices for a second. Yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> you can't honestly though no I don't even think you left me I think I just booked it because I was you like you did you were gone like I thought we were in it together <laughs> I know but I'm like sorry. all of a sudden it's like we were like we're, <sighs> Maggie comes over we're like I'm talking to her and all of a sudden I'm like where's Abby you were so gone like that just made me I was realize only like two feet over that like you would like you would leave me <laughs> like if given a no, better I like I just in that moment I knew everything I needed to know and no, I'm kidding no, I would do the same I, thing I just wanted to take the opportunity to tell Graydon and Hallie that like I enjoyed their tank talks. I don't think that's what you said. No, I didn't say that. I walked up to them and said, Oh my god, hi. I'm I'm so I'm so obsessed with you guys. <laughs> like, hi, Graydon, I'm obsessed with you. <laughs> <laughs> like so weird. Like honestly though, like Mr. Man was trying to like talk me down when I because I was literally spiraling about I know. it the whole weekend. And I was like, Oh my god, I'm so weird. Like I'm never gonna make new friends. Like, why am I like this? And he was like, honestly, though, like, just put yourself in there. She was like, you probably made their night. And I was like, no, I probably didn't. I probably creeped them out. No, but like, it's so true. Because think about you just said, like, we feel so genuinely happy. If, like someone comes up to you and is like, I listen or like, I like what you have to say. Or like, that'd be weird. But like, if someone comes up to you and says anything sweet, you're so complimented. You're not sitting there being like, that was weird. I know. You're so happy. Like, it makes your whole day. I so, just like, feel like my approach could have been better. 
<laughs> but it's like everyone's fangirling over someone. Like you said that to Graydon. And then we went upstairs at Moxie's. Mystery Man and Michael met us out. And they yeah. like had just come like from where were they? Like Sons of Boston. Causeway. And like 10 drinks deep. I have no idea. They show up and they see, you know, Peyton Pritchard because he is engaged to Emma. Emma McDonald. And they're now fangirling over him. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> like it just, it never ends. No. So we had to remove ourselves from the situation. Michael's like, I'm going to go talk to him. I'm like, I think Maybe it's time. Don't. The time has come for us to, to exit the facility. But he did. He yeah. tapped him on the shoulder and he was like, Good luck this season. Yeah, you know, like, a like, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. like a normal transaction. Like a normal. I didn't know what he was going to do in that moment. And I felt like, I was like, okay, well, like they're with like Graydon. They're with Maggie. Like we've already acted a little like fangirly as it is. <laughs> like we have to leave with some sort of dignity. And when Michael was like, I'm going to go up to, I was like, no, you're not. Like you are not. But then <laughs> he like, he composed himself. Well, that's why we're friends. Yeah, it's true. Because we can, we can forgive each other for we our can, weird antics. That's true. We can forgive each other. It's a beautiful place to be. It is. Okay, let's dive into drunk Let's dates do it. With some piping hot tea this week. Piping hot. Mr. Tom <laughs> Brady is Thomas. back on the market after three months of dating Arena Shake. Yeah. Um, a source told Page Six that the pair naturally and amicably went their separate ways after struggling to balance their relationship with other responsibilities. Mm. Quote, they both keep having obligations and it was getting more difficult to be in the same city at the same time. There's no drama between them. It just fizzled out. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this. I feel like, is that a good reason to end a relationship? I feel like that's, Every Hollywood relationship. Every everyone's traveling. single Hollywood relationship is like, they ended amicably. They liked each other. They just like, with their conflicting busy schedules, they couldn't make it work. It's exactly. Like, I don't know, but like everyone has the same publicist and they all say the same shit. Which True. I get, like you're going to say the thing that has like the least amount of drama. It's like, oh, like, you know, they're on good terms. Like they're definitely not on good terms. Who is on good terms? No one. <laughs> Who's on good terms? <laughs> I think there's some couples on there that do split amicably. Maybe. But I mean, I mean, they only talked for like three months. And like, I don't know. We don't know how like intense they got. We don't know how serious they got. But I mean, the idea of being too busy for someone, it's 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 almost offensive. It's like, so, yeah, unless it's like this is just what they're saying. Like there's a chance that they true. didn't that they just split because he didn't like her because she didn't like him. And it's like, well, they're going to give the whole but, like, oh, they're a busy excuse. Like they're not going to be like Tom Brady, um, you know, falls head over heels. And the girl actually thought he was boring as heck. So, you know, she started ghosting him. Like no matter what happened, the publicist is going to put out a statement like it ended amicably and they were just really busy and just focused on their own careers. Like that's what they always say. You know, true. who knows the truth? But to your point, if that is the truth and it's like they were too busy to see each other, well, then it's like they just didn't like each other. Like, Enough, yeah. I'm putting effort into the person that I like. Um, you know, years and years ago, like f back as far as like I can remember when I, like there was a day where I was single. If I was talking to someone and I was just like, oh, my gosh, I'm so busy. I don't have time for you. Like that's just like, OK, I just didn't like them. You're going to prioritize the things you care about. Mic drop. Mic drop. Yeah. Exactly. Um, it is interesting timing, though, because there was another article that came out that Arena is not happy. Am I saying her name right, Arena? I think so. I feel like it's right. Arena See, is... See, this is why I miss Peter. Peter. 
Yeah. I know Peter, guys, he is not in the room. He's in the back room, but he's, he's controlling everything still. Don't worry. But he doesn't have the capability to talk to us. It just feels pod. ominous. Like I'm used to him being in the physical same like, room as us. Like, is he here? And we now don't it's know. like, I know he's here. He's watching us, but it feels a little big brother. Like, it feels like he's the government. He's spying on us. Like, I know that he, he's out there somewhere, but we can't hear him. Anyways. Peter could be mowing down on a Chipotle burrito back there. We would have no Peter, idea. Yeah, Peter could have left. As long as everything goes smoothly, I don't give a shit. It's okay. Oh, I miss Peter. Oh, I miss Anyways, Peter, too. Arena. Arena. Anywho. <laughs> um, she is not happy about Brady. Oh, my God. Brady. Bradley Cooper's relationship <laughs> with Gigi Hadid. We guys talked. We talked about this last oh. week on the pod, um, but a source told Page Six that she is not happy with Bradley for dating another supermodel, especially one that is younger. She is um, 37 and Gigi is 28. So I could see how that could sting a little bit, but I mean... But why does she care if she's moved on? Exactly. Do you think they ended it because she realized she wasn't actually over Bradley Maybe. Cooper? Because if you still care about your ex, like, I don't know... If you're actually over your ex, like it doesn't matter who he's dating. Yeah. You're like, haha, like funny. <laughs> like or like, oh, good luck to that girl. Like, whatever. If you're like upset about it and it stings, like if you're like, oh, it stings he's dating someone younger, that means you're not over it. Like I told the story a few months ago of my ex from high school, which oh, obviously yeah. I'm over, who dated the girl that he like, you know, told me not to worry about essentially, and they're dating now. And I'm like, yeah, that's funny. But I'm not like it doesn't sting. Yeah. If it stung, it'd mean that I cared, right? Am I wrong? Absolutely. Or like maybe it's like a respect thing. No, Did I they think share if it's a child. Singing. I can't remember. Yes. Okay, so I yeah, can see so maybe different. her being like, I don't really want some like twenty something year old model like around like my baby daddy. And yeah. Like have him bring her around. I guess if that's your take, I kind of see it a little more, but I still think it's weird to sting. <sighs> It's interesting because one source said like she wants to get back together given how many years they've been together. And then another source says they are just co-parents and that's it. So mm. there's a lot of he said, she said. I think obviously Drama. when there's kids involved, it's it's sticky. But nonetheless, what's more important is Tom Brady is single. Yeah. And I'm, back on the market. I'm eager to see who he scoops up next. I know. Lucky gal. So nothing ever really happened with the whole Kim Kardashian thing, right? Like there was no, so that much was just business talk about it, and then it just was gone. I know. Well, you know, Dave Portnoy shut that down real quick. He probably yeah. threatened Kim Kardashian. Mm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Moving on to our boy Drake. Mm. He just released. What was that? I just don't know if he's my boy these days, but go on. Why? What know. did he do to you? I'm just like not vibing with him lately. You do not like his new album? It's okay. For all the dogs? You know what it is? That sucks. Like you say something. You are a cat person. You say something about Drake and like people come for you the same way. Like honestly, Drake's fans are almost as bad as Taylor Swift's fans. This is a safe place. No, I, I do like Drake. I do. I what? just. What good is a podcast if you won't be honest, Shannon? I I don't feel like passionately. I'm just like eh about him. Like he's not like okay. really doing it for me these days. I'm like I That's want fair. like I want him to drop some heaters. Like I don't feel like I just don't get the vibes. You know, I what? respect the fact that he's still putting music out. I mean, like my girl Ariana Grande. Like where's the album? You know, but she's busy doing Broadway. Yeah, it's true. Honestly, though, I'm on the same page with you. Um, I think there's nothing better than old school Drake. Yes. I don't think there will ever come a time when Drake hits like he used to. That might be a hot take. Don't that care. Is, yeah. You know, I agree with you. But it like, is, what why, it is Like, what if he did? Like, what if he came out with a an album that was like 
remnant of the shit he used to put out like 10 years ago. That would be sick. Then I would... I would I'd, pay I'd money to see that. I'd go. I yeah. would pay a lot of money to see that. Anyways. Anyways. Um, <laughs> we need to stop. Like, I don't know what it is, but we can't, we can't focus. It's our show. We can do whatever Let's, we want. Okay, you're right. We can do whatever we want. We can do whatever All we right. want. Um, he, Drake just fired back at Joe Budden. Mm-hmm. Budden? Budden? Yeah. Whatever. After he criticized Drake's new album. During a recent episode of the Joe Budden podcast, the retired rapper said Drake is rapping for the kids and needs to start writing music for an older audience. Quote, he said, I want to hear Drake rapping for adult people. He's rapping for the kids the streams, the accolades. He ain't trying to rap for me. I accept that. And mm. he went on to say a bunch of other things. Like, I, I just didn't think it was important. Yeah. But what was important is that Drake actually responded back to this. Yeah. He commented in the comment section of an Instagram post by DJ Academics mm-hmm. that featured a video clip from the episode. And he went on to tag Joe Budden. And said, you have failed at music. You left it behind to do what you're doing in this clip because this is what actually pays your bills. For any artist watching this, just remember you are watching a failure give their opinion on his idea of a recipe for success. A quitter give their opinion on how to achieve longevity. He then goes on to offer advice to artists saying they should do what they feel is right regardless of what others think. Quote, I never want anybody in these generations to think that the whole everybody's entitled to their own opinion is a real thing. This man is projecting his own self-hate and the fact I did and continue to do everything he wanted to do for himself. If you need it put in simpler terms, I own a 767. He owns a modest house in the 973 and flies first class on special occasions. Wow. Yeah. Triggered. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, but, like, Drake, that is just, like, not hot. Like, I don't read that and go, wow, like, Drake seems to be, like, in a really good spot, like, emotionally. Like, obviously, Joe Budden or whatever, who no one really knows as well as Drake, is going to talk about Drake. Drake's extremely famous. I really wish like, Peter we're was all, here like, to I'm chime in on Joe I'm sitting here right now talking about Drake. <laughs> that doesn't mean that I hate my... I mean, I don't know, maybe. But, like, I'm not sitting here hating myself. It's like, we're going to talk about Drake because Drake's famous. And we're going to talk about if Drake's music doesn't hit the way that we used to because it's Drake and you're going to talk about him. I think him responding like that just makes me feel like he's super triggered. He Oh, without it's a doubt, like the things no he was, like He's, like, trying to, like like, demoralize that person and, like, make them feel like crap about themselves. Like, you needing to feel the need to, like, the, the, the man, from what at least I heard from the clip, obviously I didn't listen to the full interviews. Maybe he said some, you know, bad stuff later on. But what he's saying is, like, he's critiquing Drake's music, like, his um his work performance, like, the mm-hmm. stuff he's professionally putting into the world. Drake is coming at his, like, inner thoughts and his, like, inner hatred and he's talking about like his projecting and everything like that he's like almost like psychoanalyzing him like that's like a different layer like of trying to bring someone down and then to bring the money into it I think is disgusting Mm -hmm. because it's like okay your fans are the ones who made you you know successful and made you who you are and the reason why you have all this money ultimately like to come at someone for not being as successful as you and like not having 
like as much money. That's just like so tacky. Like I hate when people are like, well, I'm driving a 911 and you're driving a Toyota. Ew, that's gross. I don't care if you're Drake. That's gross. Is, okay, real quick question. Is a 767 a plane? Is that what he's referring to? Because he said then he only flies first class on special occasions. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think um, if... I don't honestly. I have no idea. Like who he owns joke. a modest house. Like, just, like I'm sorry, but fuck off, Drake. I know. Like that, it's okay it to mean. own a modest mean. house. Like a lot of your fans that you apparently like and like respect and stuff. A lot of them, the people that are paying to go to your concerts, they too own modest houses. Like, do you do you have a problem with them? Yeah, that's why I don't understand what the difference is between this Joe guy and like anyone else critiquing his album. Yeah, because I understand this guy is a retired rapper, but. I mean, if he's truly a nobody, then why, why does it matter? Why comment? Yeah. That just proves that he won. Interesting. Like he triggered you. Congrats. And now you're responding. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I do, I do like though, like just to play devil's advocate, I do like that he is using his platform to like while he did, while he was petty and he was mean and he hit some low blows. I do think like maybe in his mind, he's trying to deliver a good message on like. Don't do things because like you think it's what people want. Like follow like, like what you want Just to encourage do. people to go after their dreams. Yeah. I agree with that. And like call people on their bullshit when they're tearing someone's business down. Right. But I think he could have just said that part. Yeah. Like taking the yeah. high road. No, the approach was not great. The, taking the high road to be like, hey, like I'm going to put music out that I think that I enjoy putting out. And I hope that the, the fans that have been with me from the beginning are going to support what I do. Boom. That's all you need to say. Yeah. Like, that's it. So I people, mean, maybe he just was like, you know, like it maybe makes Drake a little more relatable. Maybe he was like sitting there. Like, you know, th Wednesday night, exhausted, long day, got into a fight with his best friend, like, <laughs> and he sees that come through and he's just like, you know what, I'm going to go off on someone. Like, if that's the case, I'm like, all right, I get that. Like, I've lost my temper before, too. Imagine <laughs> being able to say that you triggered Drake. Yeah. Like, that's, that's like you're giving cool. that person so much power. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Oh, Whatever. some people are just hateful for no goddamn reason. It's, it's too sad. Uh, okay. Moving on to Travis Kelsey, for those of you that don't know, for those of you that live under a rock, he yeah. is Taylor Swift's new boo. Mm -hmm. He plays for the Kansas City Chiefs center back, something back, something. center, yeah, whatever. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Um, he recently just bought a $6 million home in Kansas City for more privacy because his old home was not private enough for him and Taylor. Do, do and you think paparazzi. that's why he brought the house or is that speculation? Like, did he specify, like, I am buying this house for more privacy because of me and Taylor? Or is he like, I just want a new house? You know, I should have anticipated that question. That's and what I'm trying to figure out. I mean, literally. one of those things is crazy. And the other one is fine because, like, okay, just wanted a new someone house. said, okay, sources told TMZ that Kelsey's existing house was simply far too accessible and starting to become a tourist attraction. It was easy for paparazzi to park right outside his place, um, and the situation was reportedly making Kelsey uncomfortable. Okay. Um, his new home reportedly boasts six bedrooms, six bathrooms, spanning thousands of square footage. Um, has a pool with the waterfall, tennis court, pickleball court, mini golf course. Um, six million dollars. When celebrities get houses with mini golf courses, like 
are they out are, have yeah, they ever, who's out there are they like swinging? out there playing mini golf <laughs> like i'm just like picturing taylor swift like hey like hey honey saturday morning like want to go play play some mini golf out back ew okay Sorry, reading this article, it says, according to the New York Post, Kelsey was also a little self-conscious with his pretty modest pad and wanted something a bit more grandier to impress his new look. I don't believe that. I don't believe that I either. don't believe that's that. Gr- that's embarrassing. That's gross. Nope. Ew. No, jail. Any, any attractiveness he had is now gone, if that's true. Okay, so there's a, there's a few things to unpack here. Um, I understand needing some privacy. Mm-hmm. And if it's like a safety concern, like all of a sudden you're dating the most like famous person almost ever. Yeah. And it's it can be scary. Like you have people trying to break into your house at all times. Like I understand like the need to or like the desire to get something that has like better security that's a little bit more remote. Like I respect that. So if that's truly where this is coming from, that's one thing. I do it, it does beg the question though, like we talk about like Taylor Swift and like, she struggled with these relationships and men, you know, live being able to handle that level of fame. Tra- Travis Kelsey's like, I guess, famous. He's a professional athlete, but like, I didn't really know much about him before he was dating Taylor Swift. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I know he had his own podcast. dating show at one point, podcast, but like, he's not like Taylor Swift famous. Like, mm-hmm. He's famous, but he could probably like walk down the street and like be okay in some situations. This is a level of like, maybe he thinks it's charming and endearing now, but like, this is a major change to your lifestyle. And I feel like she keeps having this happen to her. And like, I hope that like things work out between them, obviously, like they seem like they're having a lot of fun, but I feel like this has been like a pervasive pattern of like, even when she's dating other famous people, no one is quite as famous as her. So they're constantly having to like change their lifestyles or like her ex Joe is like having her like, you know, sneak into the um, you know, into the Oscars or the the Grammys so that he's not spotted with her because it'll just, it'll make people like get too crazy. That and happened? it's like, didn't she like sneak into like um, no an idea. award show because she wanted him to have his moment and she didn't want it to be like all about her, Aww. but just, which is sweet of her. But yeah. like for him, he's probably like, all right, like I need her to do that in order for me to have my moment. Yeah. I just feel like you keep seeing these things happen where it's like, she's just so famous. Like is anyone at her caliber where like they wouldn't need to like adjust their lifestyle in a major way. Um, I'm thinking about even Ariana Grande with her, like now, I guess like ex-husband and it's like, they get married during the, like they start dating during the pandemic, they get married all of a sudden. He's like, wait, we need like, you know, security guards everywhere we go. Like he wasn't vibing with that. Um, this is different because Dalton Gomez isn't as famous as Travis Kelsey, but I just see, I feel like when you see this pattern so early on, like he's already needing to change his house. Maybe and they've he, been talking for what, like two months? Two months. Like maybe he wanted to do this anyways and this is just like an excuse to spin something. But if he is literally already having to change his house, it's like that to me is like, is this guy going to be able to handle it? I don't know. Okay. Well, interestingly enough, there's a new conspiracy theory that this is a PR relationship. Okay. And funny enough, like he just signed a multi-million dollar deal with a pharmaceutical company that rhymes with Wiser. Okay. Allegedly. So may- Allegedly. Well, I mean, he's definitely in the commercials. I saw it myself. Um, but basically people, people are so crazy. Um, pay, people are speculating that this is a PR relationship for this company, Wiser, to to further get a larger audience. So basically, we were watching the game the other day and 
Travis Kelsey is on our screen and he's talking about, um, can I say the word vaccine? V- the vaccine. Yeah. I'm going to say it. Um, I think you can say that. I have no idea. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> it's um, your podcast. True. Um, he was talking about the wiser vaccine and obviously he was paid to do this. I'm sure. I mean, I don't watch football every weekend, but I'm sure there are more commercials to come, but people are speculating that the reason why Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are dating is to literally just create a larger audience and a, not only that, but a new audience that normally wouldn't watch football see these commercials and be like, oh, okay, if Travis Kelsey's doing it, I'm doing it. That's Taylor Swift's, that's Taylor Swift's boyfriend. That is interesting. It's definitely a conspiracy theory for sure. I think there's no real way to debunk it or validate it. It's just one of those things where people are going to think what they want to think. Yeah, so true. I think it's a fun one. <laughs> it's a fun one. I think it's a fun one. I mean, it's a huge accusation. Like, I mean, that, how do you think that makes Taylor feel? I people think that. feel like most celebrity relationships are PR relationships to some degree, or maybe they at least start off that way. Mm-hmm. I just have a feeling, or like, I don't know, maybe not all of them, but I do feel like a lot of them are, like, low-key. There's probably just think of so a much that happens that, like, what we see, like, on the outside just isn't really what you get. Do you think J-Lo and that guy are as a PR? Like, I did think that, but now I'm like, maybe not. Like, I used to think that about Camila Cabello and um, what's his Sean. name? Sean Mendez. I was like, oh, like, they're trying to promote their album. Sure, like, I did think that for a minute. I think everyone kind of thought that. Then they low-key ended up dating for, like, two years. And I was yeah. like, all right, go off. I have no idea. <laughs> so I don't know if that was or not. But I just, I do think that there are a lot of situations. Like, whenever, you know, actors end up dating each other, I'm always like, is that to promote the movie? Like, I don't really know. But it is, I feel like it just more so goes to show like everyone is like obsessed right now with this couple. Yeah. I don't really know why. I mean, he's like, a, he's a, he's a professional athlete. She's a famous person. Like they're dating. I think people it's are the obsessed. least surprising thing. Like Taylor Swift um, lands in Boston next week and falls madly in love with a random Starbucks barista that's giving her her coffee and she drops everything to like move to Boston and they end up getting married. Like that is a story that I'm going to be invested in. I'm like, what is going on here? But famous person, dating athlete, like, eh, been done. Like, I think it's, it's cute. It's fine. She's at the dance. She's at the game. She's doing the handshakes. Good for her. It's cute. She's having, (laughs) she's having fun. Like, like good for her. Yeah. People are definitely analyzing the shit out of this relationship. Like, I don't know if you saw the TikToks on literally just, how and I think this is just the Swifties being excited that maybe Taylor Swift is finally with someone that's going to treat her right, okay, and isn't going to like hide their relationship or yeah. try to outshine her, which they can never do, or be bitter about the fact that she outshines them. Like people are making TikToks on, like comparing how Travis and Taylor hold hands, yeah, and how she used to hold hands with her exes yes or like the fact that he held the door for her yeah and like how he walks and like gets her in the car like all the little things that do matter i definitely think that they matter but i'm like damn god get a life (laughs) it's crazy like the psychoanalyzing i know it's like very i don't know it's like it's another level like i can't (laughs) but i don't know um all right so it kind of reminded me of this when we were talking about um the whole like Drake situation, like the way that he responded and 
we kind of brought this up last week a little bit is like the power of silence. So I think that um, when we were talking about the Drake situation, like maybe he planned that out. Maybe he put some serious thought into like the words he was putting down and maybe he was getting a lot of hate lately and he was like, all right, I'm just going to completely take it out on this random dude to prove a point that you don't mess with Drake, you don't shit talk Drake. I mean, maybe Drake will shit talk us. That would be great publicity, honestly. I'm fine with that. But I think that unless he meant to react that way and it was it wasn't a it was like a planned out thing. There's also a chance that it was him just reacting to something in the moment, moment based on emotions. And it's so funny because like this is kind of what I was getting at last week. I know we were talking a lot about like, all right, you're in a situation where people are shit talking. People are gossiping. You have a friend that's always gossiping. You have a group of friends that are always gossiping. Like, what do you do? And it's like, there is a power in staying silent and like not saying anything. And I think that there is so many benefits to it. And like one of them is like, yeah, you're in a, you're with a group of people that's gossiping and shit talking. Like you not saying anything says so much, um, you know, in Drake's situation, like someone is saying things about you, like you're getting upset, you're getting hurt, like you're getting upset, not saying anything. I feel it can be so much louder than like all of the words you're putting to paper. Cause as soon as you type up that long paragraph and you come at someone and cut them down and make them feel like shit about themselves, like, that tells everyone everything they need to know about like where you're at. Like you're obviously bothered and you've just let everyone know how much they've affected you. And I think that's just giving other people too much power over you. Yeah, I think most people don't spend enough time in silence. I think if Drake were, I mean, we don't know like when he saw the podcast episode and how soon after he responded, but had he just been still and quiet with himself like quiet enough to actually like feel what's beneath the surface. I feel like a lot of people like often don't know why they're reacting the way that they do because they don't take the time to like be quiet and like think about it and like let feelings register before they act. Mm -hmm. And if he had just, I don't know, maybe took a night off, pondered it for a minute, like maybe he'd be like, okay, I feel this way because X, Y, Z. Like I feel like people don't think I'm the shit anymore. (laughs) Whatever it is. Yeah. So true. How many times have you been in a fight with someone where you're just like flying off the handle and like maybe they're even in the wrong and like you're yelling at them, but then you like take it so far because you're almost getting like drunk off like rage and you end up saying something that you like really regret. And now it's like you have anxiety and like you're like, do I apologize to them? And it's just like this like whole thing because you just said something so messed up and you're like, why did I even say that? Because you didn't have a second to like collect yourself and think about, do I really want to say this? Happy to say it hasn't happened in a while, but there was a a while, but there was a time in my past when I was very hot tempered (laughs) and it got me into a lot of trouble. Yeah. And I've been there too. many sleepless nights of me regretting what I was saying and not to say I don't. I mean, I regret what I say now for different reasons. It's because I make myself look stupid in front of influencers, no. but that's neither that's here cute. nor there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it used to happen a lot. And I feel like I, you know, re- recently in the past couple of years kind of just like grew up and realized like silence can work to your advantage if you let it. It's so true. The silent treatment works. Yeah. And like, I feel like a lot of times a silent treatment is taken in a way of like playing games, which it can be right. But 
there is a reason why like the silent treatment works. Someone does something like if I'm going to fight with someone and they said something to upset me instead of me like sending back like paragraphs or me like screaming in their face, not doing anything that such that sends such a message. I think back to all the times I was in college that Michael and I were in a fight over text or something. And I was sending him like paragraphs, like psychotic, crazy stuff that he definitely was like, who am I even dating? Cause I feel like I, I would get in this mindset where I would just like, put words to paper. I didn't even know what I was saying. I was just like losing my mind, like speaking everything. And it's like, he was just probably like, what do I even like do with this information? If I had just like taken some time to collect myself and just like stayed silent, like there's a few, I think purposes. I think first is you're not like putting yourself in a position where you're saying something you don't mean. Um, but I also think it's like, you're ta you're taking some time to collect yourself and like decide like, what do I actually want to say back to this person? I think there's a benefit in, taking the night to think on it be like, all right, like rather than me responding right now and like saying something I don't mean or getting into a huge fight, like why don't I just like take some time, figure out like how I actually feel. Um, I also think that a lot of times like what I realized is sometimes what people would say to me, like I wasn't actually even that upset about what they said. It's a trigger. Like there's something like maybe from my past that's triggered. That's like giving me this like, like really, over the top reaction to something that's not really a big deal. So like sometimes like taking some time and like figuring out like, all right, why am I this upset over something that's realistically like not the end of the world and like dissecting that and figuring that out and maybe sometimes realizing, all right, Shannon, this is like maybe, you know, 45% something he did, but maybe like, you know, X percent you reacting like in your mind to something and like some of this is a little unjust. Like, is my reaction to the situation necessary or is it not necessary? I think asking yourself those, yourself those questions can be really important when you're upset with someone. I actually lied earlier about not, <laughs> like I've definitely actually done this recently. I wasn't screaming at someone, but, and this is actually such an embarrassing story, <laughs> but, and I know I told you this already, but not the whole story because I've actually done some self-reflection, but basically mystery man and I are car shopping. He's car shopping. I'm obviously going with him because I have to make sure I'm not going to get car sick. Yeah. And we have been going like pr pretty much any free weekend that we can because we want to shop around, get quotes. And it was the first weekend, the first ever time that we went together. <laughs> and this guy, we got like an older guy and like Mr. Man can even vouch for me. Like the next time we went to a car, de car dealership, we had a it was a different dealership, obviously a different sales guy. And he was like, wow, this guy's like night and day, like compared to like the last guy, like that last guy yeah. sucked. So like, I just want to preface that the last guy sucked, <laughs> but um, definitely did not deserve me being rude. But basically, you know, we test drive the car, we sit down and then we start like crunching numbers. And he just comes back with a piece of paper, literally didn't explain anything. He slides it on the table and he... And, and I just look at it and I see the first number and I'm like, hell no. Like that is way too high. You are bullshitting me. And so I immediately slide it back and look <laughs> at him and say no. And like, whatever, long story short, like I'm definitely rude. Like I was in the wrong, like I can admit to that. And on the car ride home, I, you know, Mr. Mystery Man and I were talking about it and I was really embarrassed with myself. I was really disappointed. And it occurred to me, I was like, why did I react like that? Like, why did it, why did I react like that? And 
I mean, I'm still not sure, but I think what happened was when I was in college, I actually worked at a car dealership as a receptionist and I had a pretty bad experience working there. I had someone that was in like they worked in the service department. They obviously had what is it seniority over me. They were older than me do some like make some like inappropriate gestures or whatever like yeah really inappropriate relationship I ended up telling the manager um and I ended up leaving that job and so I ended up like telling Mr. Rand about this and literally like going back to old messages to like show him like what a horrible person that was at that dealership and I think in that moment I was so triggered that like someone at a car dealership was like trying to take advantage of me older than you yeah you got like maybe maybe a memory to yeah like I think it triggered me and I took it out on that guy and reacted in the moment when he was literally just trying to do his job and I was like damn I regret that yeah no that makes so much sense well I'm sorry you went through that I didn't know that but it does that makes so much sense like pulling back the layers and figuring that out and but the I'll say like people are really good at like defending against uncomfortable experiences I think that like when we enter into silence, we're forced to like meet what's in our heart yeah. and like things that we haven't processed. And so, I mean, in that moment, I wish I had learned this on TikTok. Like, it's literally so silly. Like, if you're in a conversation with someone and they say something you don't like, if you literally just stay silent, it it creates like an awkward atmosphere. So it almost forces the person to like either change their narrative or like say something else to make it better. Yeah. And like, like you could literally be with your friends. Like, okay, like, we're going to do this. And you like, don't want to do that. You stay silent. They're like, or we could do this. Like it opens the conversation to like redirect. Yeah. So I should have just stayed silent. hundred percent. But it's like cool that you were able to like reflect and realize that, you know what I mean? Cause I think there's a lot of times too, where like you might not even know why you reacted that way. Like sometimes I think I talked about this a few weeks ago with like the, I think like mild like panic attacks I would have um, about things like my passport, et cetera. And I'm like, why did I react that way? Like, I am safe. Like I'm okay. My passport ended up coming in. Like it's okay. But I was just having, I was having a reaction to something. I don't even necessarily know what it was, but it wasn't a, it wasn't a normal reaction. And I think that's one thing like my therapist has tried to talk to me about. And I'm like, it's so cool because what you just described is exactly that. She's like, when something, someone says something and it's like triggering you in a way, like you need to ask yourself, like, is my reaction like equal to what was wronged to me like Mm -hmm. the thing that this person said like let's say someone was rude to you okay fine they were rude like that that's fair but like are you feeling like you're you know hyperventilating and you're freaking out over it like that might not be an appropriate reaction to like how rude that they were so maybe there is something that's being triggered in you and maybe you just need some time to process that before like you respond in a way that might not be necessary or appropriate to the situation um I think it's a skill it's hard to master like I'm definitely not there yet I don't think like most people are (laughs) I think that silence is literally um I think it's it's a it's powerful I think it's a way to you know not say things you don't want to say it's a way to not put all your cards on the table I think it's I think it's a good thing and I think that taking time to like process like you said like what's on your heart what's on your mind. A lot of us don't do that. A lot of us are scared of silence. Um, 
I went through a period of time where I like think that I was either listening to podcasts or listening to music or with people or sleeping. And like, I didn't ever have an original thought. And that's the thing I'm working on right now is like, all right, like I drove home from work the other day, didn't listen to music, didn't listen to a podcast, just drove home from work. Cause I was like, I think I need time just to like be in silence. And I feel like we don't value that like as a generation. And I think that there is value in it. So um, yeah, I think that's definitely a really good point. I think other than that too, it can definitely, um, what I've realized is that if you're always offering up like the first word, like you're giving your opinion, you're inserting yourself, people aren't going to wonder what you have to say. If you're sitting back and you're processing and you're actually truly listening, like actively listening, like people are going to come to you and they want to know what your opinions are. There's been so many times in my life where I've been talking to someone and I'm not listening to what they're saying. I'm trying to figure out what I want to say next, <laughs> yeah. which is like obviously like a f- total character flaw on my end. But it's like in my head, I'm like, all right, like I want to like I want to say the right thing back or like I want to know what to say back. I'm not actually like actively listening to what the person is saying. I think like spending time to genuinely like absorb what the conversation is about, like what the person is saying, what they're trying to get across, like maybe like where they're coming from a little bit, like that could probably resolve so much in and of itself rather than you just glossing over what they have to say and you getting to like what you want to say. So I think that's important too. Well, it's definitely hard to do when like, I feel like we all have things going on in the back of our minds, like, and it's hard to focus on things. I feel like we all just need to give ourselves grace because I know me, I have a million thoughts going on at one time. Yeah. And it's like, I just need silence. Yes. It's so true. Yeah. Like sometimes we just need. Like in that moment, like sometimes it's like, well, I can't give this person the conversation that they deserve. So maybe we should table it. Yeah, absolutely. Like let's, let's table it. Let's talk about it later. I think that's, that's okay to say. Um, I saw like a quote that someone said once and it was like, not saying anything and biting your tongue can take more energy than it takes to run a marathon. Like, Wait, say that again slower. Um, not saying anything, anything can take more energy than running a marathon. Running a marathon, yeah. I feel like when something happens, it either pisses me off or I'm going to fight with someone or like whatever the situation might be, it's easier to react. Like it's easier to do something, to say something, to punch someone in the face um, I feel like I grew up thinking I was so cool being like, yeah, like I'm going to go like give that person a piece of my mind. Like I'm tough. Like sometimes <laughs> the toughest thing to do is to do nothing yeah. and to stay silent and to like let that person like get twisted with their own words. Let that person say something and, like you don't react. You walk away. That sends so much more of a message than you falling into their trap and like you getting all heated up and riled up. And like now you're like, yeah, I'm going to fight you. Like what is that really going to do for you? Like that makes you look dumb. Don't do it. And you end up regretting it. It's so it. much yeah. harder to do, but it's true. Like, I feel like sometimes not moving is the move. Um, so, yeah, I think I think there's definitely power in that. The argument also just gets resolved more quickly when you, like, so actually meaningfully respond. Yeah, 100%. Um, what do you think about the idea of, like, okay, like, after, after a breakup? Oh. <laughs> um... Like, should I stay silent? Yeah. Should I not? Should I? Um, what does Gail think versus Abby? Oh. <laughs> Gail thinks riot. Abby thinks stay silent. Stay silent. I think you can't take back things that you say. So especially in a breakup, I know me being petty, like you always want to be the one that comes out on top. Yeah. Usually if you 
aren't silent, you're going to probably come off a certain way that you don't want to. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think it's like there is like this always there's always a stigma where whether you're the one who does the breaking up or you get broken up with like everyone wants to feel like they're coming out of that situation like on top and they're winning. And I think there's a stigma where if you're the one who got dumped, it's like people can't stand that. Like you want to be the one that's like, well, I'm the one that did the breaking up with like I hold the power. And I feel like that's not true. I think that it doesn't matter who breaks up with who. Mm -hmm. I think that where the power lies is like after after the breakup happens. Like you could be the one to break up with someone, but if you're reaching out to them, sending them novels, like all this stuff, like ultimately you're still giving them the power by doing that. So like them staying silent, like not saying anything to you, like it's gonna, like that person won. Yeah. I think. Even your social media presence though, I feel like you should be silent because I know we've all probably been guilty of this in the past, but like posting that like thirst trap or posting. <laughs> I've literally seen, it's so funny on TikTok, like girls will put like a, a video of like a fake club on their screen and no. like record the screen to pretend like they're at a club. Like trying to just come off at like, yeah, I'm unbothered. I'm out at Ugh. the club meeting new boys. Like screw you. Like your social media presence says more about you than sometimes your words can. So true. And like if you're posting like sad songs, I don't know if I'm just someone that's like, I overanalyze everything. Like if someone posts like, a quote on their Instagram story or a song. I'm like, oh my God, why did they post that? Like, yeah, are like, they going through something? Do they relate to that? Like they must, why, why else yeah. are they posting it? Exactly. I think it's like you trying to act unbothered can make it look like you're bothered. Yeah. Um, I think the and the guy like, also doesn't care yeah, about the song or the quote. He's also gonna notice though. Yeah. Like, I mean, maybe he won't, but maybe he will. I think if you're trying so hard to be like, I've seen this happen with people, honestly, girls and guys with the get out of a relationship and it's okay to pose a thirst trap if that's what you want to do. But if you're doing it to be like in his face and you're like, here I am and like bikini pics and like I'm at the club every night and it's like not just like a picture of you at the club, but your Instagram story is like, I don't know, 75 stories long and it's you and it's you and the bottle girl and it's you like crowd surfing and then it's you <laughs> chugging vodka and then you with 15 dudes like it's like you doth protest too much. Like you're trying, you're obviously trying to get his attention. You're trying to make him jealous. Like he can pick up on that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I feel like if you, like if a guy breaks up with me and I just, I go ghost, it would be as if I never existed. Like I am untraceable on social media. No stories. There's no posts. Like he doesn't know what I'm up to. I could be at a club. I could be out of the country. I could be anywhere. I could be fully in a relationship. I could be married with children. Like he has no idea what I'm doing. How much more of a message does that send? Then, you know, he is very aware of what I'm doing. He's like, we're basically still dating because you're posting so much that I know everything about your whereabouts. And I'm saying that as someone who loves to post on my Instagram story. But like, if I get broken up, hopefully this doesn't happen, but if I got broken up with somebody, like I will be, I want to be untraceable. I don't want to be found. Um, I think that's important. And yeah, like you're posting, there is like the inkling where it's like, I want to post like the sad song because I just like it relates to my situation so much and like me and my situationship and this guy I was kind of talking to, it's like, don't post it. Just don't do it. Mm -mm. It's, it's not worth it. It's just not. No, that's, that's chuggy. It is. It is chuggy. And I think that like whether we're talking about like your first love, like love of your life, 10-year relationship, or we're talking about someone that you just like 
had a crush on and like a coworker you went on a few dates with and you know now he's just like not flirting with you anymore and he's not giving you the time of day like doesn't matter what the situation is I think that like doing nothing is the move like he is not giving you the time of day he's not looking at you he's not flirting with you he's not talking to you anymore like there's nothing you can really do to change the situation so just do nothing you like you know, randomly like trying to befriend his friends and end up at the same club that you know that he likes and like inserting yourself into his life and figuring out like who he might be talking to. Like that's not going to make him like you. There's nothing you can really do to make him like you. So you just have to, you have to move on. And you also have to forgive yourself. Like I I know that I've, I don't know if you've ever been here, but I've been in situations where I'm like, Oh, like it was, it was like that one time and I, I drunk texted him and then he kind of stopped talking to me and like I looked so stupid and if I hadn't done that and then like here you are like obsessing over him and you're like in this negative thought loop where like you're like boy if I hadn't done that maybe we'd still be talking and you find yourself like wanting to earn this guy's affection back his love back etc like don't do that like forgive yourself it's okay you're a human you did something stupid you texted him when you shouldn't have we've all been there it's funny like forgive yourself move on and stay like do nothing like don't reach out to him and don't text him don't try to make amends don't try to earn his love back okay what are your thoughts because you're talking about forgiving yourself for the, the mistakes you made I've heard of like girls or guys getting a text whether it's a month later three months six months a year five years however much time has passed they'll get a text from their ex who clearly has been in therapy like <laughs> reflecting doing some serious <laughs> reflecting been in therapy. like apologizing to you for things that they did in the relationship and it's like wow. no not wow it's like okay, if you forgive yourself for the mistakes you made in the relationship, like, do you, what are your thoughts on, like, reaching back out to that ex to and apologize? Sorry. Yeah. Like, should you just stay silent, like, forgive yourself and move on? Or, like... Hmm. I think it depends on, like, what you did. Like, none of us are perfect. Like, if you were in a relationship with someone and you were just, like, a classic, like, you know... Things just didn't work out. You, you were, like, you got into a few fights. Sometimes you said things you didn't mean... I don't think you necessarily need to like reach out to them six months later and, you know, make amends and apologize. I think if you were, um, you know, a verbally or physically abusive partner, if you did things that were really bad, if like, I don't know, if you, if you did things that maybe were unacceptable, I could see maybe there will be a world in which you're like, Hey, like, I'm sorry that I put you through that. I think that's okay. Um, I do think that we always say this on this podcast, but it's true. The intentions I think are so important here. Like, are you reaching out? Cause you're genuinely like, you've been to therapy and you realize that you were in the wrong and you just want to tell that person like, Hey, I'm sorry for putting you through that. Like hope that you're happy, like hope all is well. And you're saying that like out of the goodness of your heart, cause you mean it. Or like, are you low key trying to like find an end to talk to them again? I also think that it matters. Like, are you saying this to, like clear your conscience and feel better about yourself? Or are you saying it cause you think that they need to hear it? Um, I've been in situations where it's like, I apologize to someone and, they didn't receive that apology. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm all frantic about it. Well, like you need to apologize to them. Like if that's what you think that like they need to hear, but without any intentions of receiving anything in return. Like if that person doesn't answer you, Are you like you, be need, okay with that? you need to yeah. accept that because if your intention was like, I'm doing this for them, like you shouldn't do it expecting anything in return. I no, think, I don't I, know. What do, you, what do you think? No, I definitely agree with that. I was just wondering because I, I mean, I've heard I've heard of this happening to girls and I and I don't know 
I mean, I, I agree with what you've said. I think that the intention is what's important and people can do what they need to cope. But I think at the end of the day, like staying silent probably is, is the best course of action. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I don't know. I think people, people know when they do something that hurts you. Yeah. Like they know, like a, a guy knows when he messes up, when he was supposed to hang out with you and he blew you off and ended up hanging out with another girl. Like people know when they do things to hurt you and they're expecting a response from you. So like, don't respond, do nothing, right? Like just literally do nothing. They're going to end up turning on themselves, like obsessing over like, well, why didn't she respond? Why doesn't she care? Why? Like let them deal with that. Let them go through that. Like you don't get involved in that. Like you like needing to reach out and like declare like how you're feeling about something. Um, like you've, you've shown all your cards and like you're letting them know exactly how you feel. Like don't let anyone know exactly how you feel except your therapist. <laughs> I'm kidding. Even then. Eh. But it's true. I don't know. I think that we need to stop like obsessing over every little thing we did wrong. Um, we need to forgive ourselves. Obviously like I'm not talking about like anything like crazy. Like there, there are some situations where like maybe you need to reach out to the person, make amends. But I think for the most part, um, we just need to like stop obsessing over the past and move on. And I, I saw this quote once and I think that it's so valid. It's that queens do nothing. The people around them are the ones that do all the work. Ooh. So be a queen. Just sit there, do nothing, be cool, be the one that got away. Take your power back. Don't let the guy know how you feel about him. Don't let him know how you feel about anything. Just like do your thing. Don't play hard to get. Be hard to get. And just move on with your life. And I don't worry love about it. that quote. Queens do nothing. I'm going to go home and tell Mr. Man. Queens do nothing. Queens do nothing. A queen is never late. Please Everyone else. clean my dirty dishes. Oh, okay. That's, <laughs> that's like another level. That's what but you said. That is, that's what I said. All right, well, Bettys, that's all we have for you this week. We hope you guys have a safe and happy Halloween if you guys are celebrating this week. Um, we will be back next week. So in the meantime, follow us on Instagram. It's at drinks after work underscore. It's at drinks after work. No underscore on I, TikTok. Yeah. I was hoping you'd chime in for that Oh, on TikTok. And if you're a girl in the Boston area looking to make new friends, join our private Facebook group. It's linked in our IG bio. Just click on that Hoobie link. Yes. All right. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.